three memory verses in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. In our Thanksgiving service, 2023, we read these together. Verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. First Chronicles 16. This is the inaugural service when they brought the ark into Jerusalem. And David, notice in verse 7, delivered this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren, the choir director in the choir. Let's read together verses 8 through 11. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Amen. President George Washington was the first to issue a proclamation for the holiday Thanksgiving, and it was in 1789, designating Thursday 1126, quote, for the people of the United States, a day of public thanksgiving. The first was the first national celebration of the holiday under the new Constitution. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared Thanksgiving a national holiday on the last Thursday of November, yet it actually did not become a fixed holiday on the 4th because in 1933, for instance, uh, Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, proclaimed November 30th, the fifth Thursday, as Thanksgiving. It wasn't until December 26, 1941, that Congress passed a law making the fourth Thursday in November the official uh, time for the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving holiday. But Thanksgiving has been a practice in the church for thousands of years. In Leviticus 22 and verse 49, it speaks of a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord. So they would bring their sacrifices in particular just to thank the Lord for his blessings. Psalm 50 verse 14 says, Offer unto God thanksgiving should be a, a regular thing on our part. Psalm 95, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Is that our attitude of gratitude today? Are we coming into the Lord's presence with thanksgiving? We're to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, Psalm 147, 7. It's interesting that the Lord's Supper has been known as the Eucharist. The word Eucharist is the Greek word for thanksgiving. It's not that we're idolizing the bread and the wine, but Jesus, it says, gave thanks before he distributed the bread and distributed the cup. You'll find this in Luke 22 and 1 Corinthians 11. Seven of the Psalms, is that coincidence? Seven of the Psalms begin with thanksgiving. Psalms 75, 92, 105, 106, 107, 118, and 136. This psalm actually, if 
found in 1 Chronicles 16, is distributed in our book of Psalms in three psalms. Part of this psalm is found in Psalm 96. Part of it is found in Psalm 105, and we read some of the verses. And part of it is found in Psalm 106. And so uh, we understand most likely that the Psalter was 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 uh, produced before the actual psalm that David had, had uh, pieced together from several of his psalms that he had previously written. And so you have the psalms on the inaugural day when the tabernacle, or I'm sorry, when the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was brought into the tabernacle in Jerusalem. It had previously been in a different place. The Thanksgiving should be a, a regular and a, a uh, appropriate part of our prayers and our worship each day, each week. Our prayer acronym is ACTS. Sometimes people remember that when they are ready to pray or having a public prayer. A is for adoration. C is for confession. T is for thanksgiving. And S is for supplication. I think it's a good thing to remember. How do I pray? How should I uh, divide up my prayers? Well, ACTS is a good way to think. Well, the first thing I should do is adore and praise the Lord when I come to pray. And how often do we read that? In the Psalms, for instance, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He starts with adoration. Then you have confession of our sins. Lord, please forgive my sins. And we, we name our sins before the Lord. Not that he doesn't know them, but that we would repent and have a clean, desire a clean heart. And then we thank him for his forgiveness and thank him for his blessings. Our prayer time should, without a doubt, have a, a dominant part being thanksgiving. And then, of course, supplication. We pray for others. And, of course, there are other... other uh, um, what would I say, other categories, but ACTS is a good way to think as we approach the Lord in prayer. But this morning, I'd like us to just think about the attitude, an attitude of gratitude, that we ought to be those who are debtors to mercy, debtors to God, and to show that indebtedness by our gratitude, by our thanksgiving to the Lord. And so we read in Psalm 16, verse 8, give thanks unto the Lord. It's a command. Give thanks unto the Lord. God is the great benefactor of our blessings. God is the great benefactor. All good things, James tells us, all, every good and perfect gift is from above that cometh down from the Father of lights. You say, well, I earned it by working. Well, he gave you the strength to work. There are people that can't work. Well, I, someone gave me a gift. Well, God gave them the ability to give you the gift and gave you the, the blessing. And so we can, we can trace all of our blessings to God. Think of the water that we drink. We take it for granted, don't we? Just turn the water on. There's some people still having to go out to the backyard or, or to the, the, the town well at a great distance to find water. Some people turned on their spigots today and the water didn't come. 
the wells of drive. We take it for granted that we're going to walk into a store and be able to buy bread and be able to buy milk. There's some people that have walked in the stores to a store today and there's nothing there left. We ran out of fuel at the bus garage the other day. And, you know, the police use the fuel tanks and the emergency people, lots of people in Springville now use the... And uh, they were wondering, where's the fuel? We take it for granted that we're just going to have that which we need at our fingertips. Remember the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Do you believe that? All, every good and perfect gift is from above. Whatever we name as a spiritual or a physical gift, blessing, it's from the Lord. It's from the Lord. And we should count our blessings lest we forget. Psalm 136 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Gives us two main reasons. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. His goodness and his grace. His goodness is for time. But it says his his mercy, which is his covenant mercy, is forever. There are people in this world that are enjoying God's goodness. And by the way, the name God comes from the word good. He's good. He's God. There are people that are experiencing his goodness that will never experience his grace. Once death comes, there's no more goodness. Forever they are under God's wrath. That's a serious thing. His goodness should lead people to repentance. Why am I able to have such good things at my fingertips? Because there's a good creator. There's a God from whom all blessings flow. I don't know him. I should know him. I should thank him. But who, I, who do I thank and how do I do this? I need to know him. Where do I find him? Well, does he have a book? Does he have somewhere where I can read his words? I mean, God can certainly touch a heart. That's our prayer, that people will see the goodness of God as a motivation to find the grace of God. God's goodness is for time. His grace extends beyond this time. Of course, his goodness will be in eternity too if you know him as your Savior. But if you don't know him as your Savior, you only can experience his goodness in this life. And that's it. Jesus told the parable about the the man that was lost and he had everything in his fingertips. And he wouldn't even take care of the beggar at his gate who just, it was the dogs, right, that licked the sores. And he just, the beggar just wanted to have some crumbs from the rich man's table, and he wouldn't even give him that. And so they both died, but the man who was presumptuous of God's goodness, it says he died in in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. The goodness of God was over with after he died. My brother-in-law's death anniversary was yesterday, one-year anniversary. The first one I talked to after I got saved in 1978. He told me in that conversation, when I told him about Christ and salvation, he said, that's good, Phil, but keep it to yourself. 
And the last conversation I had in his home, they used to host Thanksgiving and Christmas in their home. I said, Gene, how's your soul? He said, my soul's fine, Phil. And then it wasn't long before he left my sister. And before we knew it, we heard that he was gone, died in, in South Florida last year, November 18th. As far as we know, he died without Christ. Had everything at his fingertips, but he didn't have Christ. If you have Christ and you have nothing, you have everything. If you have everything and you don't have Christ, you have nothing. At the end of the day, God is the great benefactor of blessing. We should say every day, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul, if you know the Savior. We should thank him for his goodness. First Chronicles 16.8 speaks of his deeds and his wondrous work. Thank him for his creation, the sun and the moon and the stars. I know the sun can, can uh, be annoying when you're sitting in a pew and it's shining in your face, but you know, it's, it's a blessing, isn't it, to have the sun shining? The moon and the stars. Did you see the, the skies the other day? The, the pink and the blue and colors in the morning? Thank God for his angels that watch over us. Thank God for our friends and family. Thank God for the animals that he allows us to enjoy, whether domesticated or wild. Think of how we take for granted that we have sight and hearing and taste and touch and smell. Just eliminate one of those. Eliminate just one of those. I sat with a preacher at a table and we all ate, and someone asked, did he enjoy the meal? And he said, he said, I'm sure, I, I'm sure my body enjoys it, but I, I didn't taste a thing. didn't have any taste. How we take for granted that we can taste a blueberry, or we can taste a strawberry, or a raspberry, or a piece of turkey, and stuffing, and... Whatever else will come with the meal this Thursday. Cranberry sauce. What else do we have at our Thanksgiving meals that are so enjoyable to the taste and to the smell and to the sight? To hear a little child cry or laugh. I love the little children that get on the bus every day. Oh yeah, they can they can be high maintenance, but I mean they can just go up and cough in your face, but it's okay. You know, they, they just to hear their little pitter 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 patter feet coming on the bus and and uh, sitting down, even if they are a little bit loud, they're they're there, they're children that the Lord has made. The sight of them, the hearing is precious, isn't it? The loved one. Salvation from sin is a great blessing that we need to remember comes from the Lord. His wonders that he has wrought, that we read of in God's word. The wonder of his creation, the wonder of the universal flood. 
The wonder of how he provided manna every day for his people. The wonder of the Lord keeping them warm in the desert nights and cool in the desert days. Wonders we're told here to remember, to, to recount. And his judgments even in the earth. How he protected his people from their enemies and destroying those that sought to destroy his people. He is the great benefactor. But may I say, it's God who is the great benefactor. Why do we need to say that? It says, give thanks, and it doesn't stop there. I know there are a few verses that say, give thanks, and they don't give the object in that particular verse, but the object is assumed in the context. Give thanks, it says, unto the Lord. There are some people that say, if you ask them when they say, I'm thankful, I give thanks. Well, who are you giving thanks to? What are you giving thanks to? You often hear, my lucky stars. Are there such things as lucky stars? Or like George H.W. Bush, the, the night before the election, he says out loud, on the radio and television. You know how I know I'm going to win tomorrow against um, Mr. Clinton? The gods are looking out for us. I was convinced as soon as he said that, he's losing. He didn't give God the glory. He gave gods the glory. And it did not surprise me that, that uh, Mr. Clinton won that election. What was that, 1992? It was like a harpoon to the heart for him to hear, to hear a man who was supposedly known for his religion to speak of many religions and many gods. No, praise God from whom all blessings flow. I understand again that a few times you have like Jesus giving thanks, it says, but the writer is, is certainly understanding in the context that Jesus is not giving thanks to lucky stars or to the gods of the universe, but he's giving thanks to his Father for the food that he's about to multiply and distribute to the people. Paul was not ashamed, tells us in Acts, to give thanks to God in the presence of them all. It was in a typhoon on the Mediterranean Sea, and there were 276 people including Paul, on the ship. And he must have been holding on to something that was static, stable, as he just out loud gives thanks to God for the last meal that they're going to get before the shipwreck. But he wasn't ashamed of the Lord. Are we ashamed in a restaurant to bow our heads and thank God? It's a sad thing anymore to be in a restaurant and just just casually watch How often do you ever see someone bow their head and give thanks? We take for granted God's blessing. 1 1 Timothy 4 says that these foods are to be received with thanksgiving. It's a serious undertaking to thank God. He's provided for us. By far, God is stated in the verses about giving thanks as the object. Remember the one leper of the ten that was healed? They all went their way and they were healed as they were going toward the priest. 
as they were going their way, and one person, only one of the ten lepers that were healed, turned back and fell on his face, and he gave thanks to Jesus for his healing. And Jesus simply asked the question, where are the other nine? Don't I have a right to receive thanks from all of them? And don't we have the, don't they have the need to give thanks? Second Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.3, we are bound to give thanks always to God. We're, we're indebted to the Lord. Where would we be without his blessings? We didn't determine that we were going to come into this world. Aren't you glad you weren't aborted when you were in your mother's womb? It's interesting how the people that are vying for abortion weren't aborted when they were little. What about the child's rights? Don't they have a right to be born? Don't they have a right? But they don't, we can't interview the child in the womb. What do you think? Do you want to be aborted or do you want to be born? Revelation eleven seventeen says, We give thanks to, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty. This is an age of ingratitude. Romans chapter 1 says, When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. 2 Timothy 3 verse 2 says, Of, all, of, of, of the vices that, that characterize this age, unthankful is one of them. And it's interesting, it's sandwiched between disobedience to parents and unholy. Uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful. They go together, don't they? How we should be so grateful for our fathers and mothers. God used them to bring, the, bring us into the world. The word that's translated unthankful is akaristeo. Remember I said earlier the word thankful is eucharisteo, eucharist. You is the word well. Charis is we speak well of the Lord. Akaristeo is we don't speak well. We're unthankful. We're presumptuous. Thirdly, we are beneficiaries. It's we who are beneficiaries. We're the ones that are told to give thanks unto the Lord. And this word, to give thanks, it's interesting. It has the word hand in it. So the idea is to thrust the hand. It's like we're thrusting toward the Lord this gratitude. We're, we're taking a hand that's filled with food and we're saying, thank you, Lord. It's like when they, they, they had a wave offering to the Lord show their gratitude. And so we lift up as Jesus presented the cup and, the, and the, he lifted it up. Thank you. And he was, what do you, you know what he was saying? The, the bread and the wine, the cup represented his body and blood. He was saying, thank you, Father, for giving me a body to be crucified for my people. Jesus was thanking God in advance that he could die on the cross to save us from our sins. And you and I, as it were, should, on Thanksgiving Day, has anyone ever taken the platter and lifted the turkey up in the air and said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this food. That's essentially what this, 
This word means to give thanks, to display the hand high that's filled with blessing, to thrust the hand out. Say, Lord, what's in my hand has come down from your hand. You've put it in my hand. The word is also translated to cast a stone, Jeremiah 50, or to uh, shoot an arrow out, same word. And so it's the hand thrust forward to praise the Lord for his goodness and his grace. We're debtors to grace alone. We need to give God thanks. People say, well, does he need thanks? He doesn't, we understand, he doesn't need it. He deserves it. But we need to give it. I can remember when I was an intern uh, as a junior in, in, in Bible college that as an intern in Mount Calvary Baptist Church, I was able to view all their different meetings. I would sit in Sunday schools. I would, I would sit in an elders meeting, a deacons meeting. I would sit in different meetings, the financial meetings, just to get a taste of, of the different functions of the church. And I can remember in an elders meeting, they were just discussing uh, support of missionaries and and gifts that have been sent out. And the pastor just said, when they said that a a love offering was made for a particular missionary in addition to their regular support. And the pastor just simply said, did we receive acknowledgement from that yet? And the the, uh, financial person said, no, pastor, we haven't. And you know, I'll never forget what, the, what Pastor Jesse Boyd said. He said, we don't need it, but they need to give it. They need to acknowledge it. And it just stuck with me, you know, that, that God doesn't need it, but we do. He's worthy of our praise and our thanksgiving. Does God need anything? He's self-sufficient. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were without us, without angels, without heavens and the earth, without the universe, for all that timelessness. And it was his good pleasure, wasn't it, to create angels and human beings and, and animals. And isn't it going to be wonderful, the, the, the recreation of the, in the heavens and the earth? I wonder how many new animals and new beasts he's going to create. He's going to bring the dinosaurs back in the new heaven and the new earth. But this time, we're not going to be afraid of the T-Rex. Can you imagine what a blessing it's going to be to have no predators? No predators of humans and no predators of any beasts? We are beneficiaries. We are in need of giving God thanks. He deserves it. We need to send it to him. We need to worship him in this way. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Thank you for earth's blessings. and Thank you for heaven's blessings. Forgive me, Lord, for being unthankful. And really, isn't this at the beginning and the end of the day? What is this saying? The Lord will not allow us to take him and his blessings for granted. Isn't that what it's saying? Why has he commanded us? Isn't it 
sad that he has to command us to do something we should already be doing? Why is he commanding us? Because it's right, yes. He won't allow us to take his blessings for granted. That's not who we are or who we should be. Right? I can remember even my dog, not every time, but I can remember when I would feed my dog and the dog would come over and start eating and then he'd stop and he'd go like this. You ever had that happen with a dog or a cat? Maybe not a cat. But it's all, it was as if he was saying, thank you, a brute beast. And aren't we like brute beasts if we just, you know, start to eat? And that's how I was, you know, sitting in a restaurant, the food's there, you know, not even looking up in the air and saying, thank you, Lord, bowing my head. That's the usual case in the wilderness, in the, in the woods. They just eat, and there's no gratitude. But they're brute beasts. You don't expect them to. We aren't brute beasts. We're made intelligent, we're intelligent people. And we should be heartfelt people. We can't allow ourselves to be spoiled brats. We only expect brats to be spoiled and not to give thanks, right? And I don't think it's our forgetfulness. It's our heart. At the end of the day, if we aren't grateful, just like the nine lepers that didn't return to give the Lord thanks, where are the nine? They've they've been ostracized from society. They've been leper colonies for how long? They haven't seen their loved ones close by and sat down at a meal with them perhaps months or years. Shouldn't they have returned to give thanks? Their life has been changed. Can you imagine the happiness when they came into the neighborhood again and when they knocked at the front door? You ever seen those clips of Soldiers that surprise their loved ones when they come back or are allowed to come back for a short time. It's such a happy thing to watch, isn't it? Even a dog. You've seen soldiers come back for a short time and the dog is not recognizing and all of a sudden the dog goes berserk. But then you see the little children and you see the, the, the spouses. The reaction is so... It's it's so memorable, isn't it? So joyful. And those lepers, can you imagine knocking on the front door and their spouse opening the door and at first, you shouldn't be here. Look, I'm cleansed. Jesus cleansed me. What a difference it made. But instead of running with the blessing, we should first turn around and thank you, Lord. Thank you. Even though we're starving on Thursday and we can't wait to eat the the turkey or the ham, it's time to just stop and pause and thank God for our food and really mean it, right, in our hearts. We live every day with God's blessings. May we always stop to acknowledge the sovereign source of them And if you look in our memory verses, Thanksgiving has many outlets. 
it says give thanks, and that's, excuse me, public praise. He's talking to the whole nation here. It was like a Thanksgiving day that David saw. It was the inaugural service, but you have public praise of thanksgiving. God should be acknowledged publicly, and we do so, do we not, each each public worship service. In prayer, it says, call upon his name. That's prayer. Our prayer should be full of thanks. Evangelism, make known his deeds among the people. That's, that's now spreading the message. And to give God thanks. Declare his glory among the heathen, the psalmist says. Psalm singing, it says, sing with unto him, sing psalms unto him. Let's not minimize and dislike the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is our psalm book. It's our song book. 150 songs that are inspired. The Bible says we ought to sing psalms. We all, we all love hymns. We love hymns like Count Your Blessings and How Great Thou Art. But we can't minimize the fact that God gave us a whole book to sing. In our conversation, we should give thanks. It says, talk ye of all his wondrous deeds. You see the word talk. It's not the word preach. It's not the word sing. It's differently. It's talk of all his, of all his deeds. He's saying, I want you to converse to others that I am worthy of thanks and praise. Glory ye in his holy name. That's boasting of the Lord. Do we boast of the Lord before others? Not draw attention to ourselves. But it's interesting how people will boast of the Buffalo Bills and boast of the Buffalo Sabres and boast in this and boast in that. But what about the Lord? Do we boast of him? Rejoice. Let your heart rejoice. We enjoy giving thanks to God. And our gratitude should be improved. It says, seek ye the Lord. Seek his face evermore. That is, the idea is, the word, two different Hebrew words for seek. One is to inquire, one is to discover. So you're inquiring more and more how I can be more grateful. How I can, the more I learn about the Lord, the more gratitude will, will as it were, mount up in my heart. We study God's blessings. Are there some that we haven't recognized that we need to? And it says, remember his wonders, his miracles, his judgments. That sermon, we preach on gratitude, like this morning. It's a necessary subject to preach on giving God thanks for his blessings. And so... Our nation is going to enjoy another Thanksgiving, Lord willing, in a few days. But every day, we should be thankful unto the Lord. Every time we meet together, our prayers should, should be filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. Every morning, every evening, as you and I pray, let's not forget to adore the Lord and to thank the Lord for he is good and for his mercy endures forever. May God help us to be thankful people unto the Lord. Let's pray.
Lord, we pray for hearts that are grateful to Thee. Lord, we need our hearts exercised with gratitude, meditating on Your blessings. Lord, help us to take time to give Thee thanks, not run with the blessings, Remember, Lord, that all of our gifts, both spiritual and tangible, come from Thee. We are unworthy of the least of Your mercies. We're, debtor, we're debtors, Lord, to Your mercy. Debtors to Your goodness and to Your grace. And the least we can do, Lord, is to acknowledge Thee for Your blessings. We need to, Lord, and you are worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Forgive us our sins of ingratitude and presumption. I thank thee. There is forgiveness with you, Lord, that you might be feared and that you might be thanked. Hear our prayers. May we have a, have a testimony in the world of being thankful people. Make a difference at our workplaces and in society, in our homes, and even this Thanksgiving Day. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Turning together to number 342, when this passing world is done, speaks of, again, gratitude, attitude. 